Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by Vicki Ann Bush. Welcome to the room, Vicki. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm doing good. Oh, awesome. It's a little chillier in my neck of the woods. Is it warmer you are? Oh, it's 90 degrees today. Oh, my gosh. How envious I am of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just put the air conditioning on. <laughs> oh, you're really breaking hot. you're breaking my heart over here. You're breaking my heart. I debated turning off the heat. I'm telling you. Um, just breaking me. I'm here on the farm equipment, but I'm thinking this ain't summer yet. So um now your neck of the woods from rushing refreshing my memory here is Nevada, right? Yes, yes. I'm in okay. I'm in Nevada, yes. So Nevada, New York, tell me the draws for both for you. Cause I believe that's where you came from, right? Originally New York to Nevada. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm originally from New York and, uh, I've been in Nevada now though, for 40 years almost. Oh, wait a minute. I have to pause that because when you said New York, it really sounded like a New York accent. <laughs> you went, you went right from Nevada right into the New York. I mean, I'm liking that. I don't know if anyone else caught that, but I was like, whoa, there's that accent. Say it again. Say it again. Come on. New, New, <laughs> New York. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's still there. You were trying to hold it back, but I could still hear it. I could still hear it. <laughs> So tell me the difference. Tell me the draw for both of you for going from one to the other. Um, well, the truth is to move out West, I was only, I was just turning 15. So it's not like I chose to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, and we initially had went to California for about seven years before we moved to, uh, to Nevada. But for me, the plus about New York is pretty much everything. <laughs> Because I love it. <laughs> <You're>, yeah. <laughs> and then the plus about here is, you know, the de the desert has its own charm. It really does. There's things about it that are truly beautiful. I've grown so used to the mountains, you know, um, being surrounded by mountains. You you don't even think about it until you leave, you know, or like take a trip back east, go to New York. And then you're like, oh, wait, where's my mountains? You know, that type of thing. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely place. Um, my first choice, however, would have been to stay back East only because mm -hmm. I love the seasons. I absolutely love yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel, that. I love the in-between time, mm -hmm. like Me too. spring, spring to summer, um, summer to fall, just in between, not the full season, that in-between where you can just finally feel the spurt to the Christmas, not Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, Christ, <laughs> I can't even talk, Christmas. Ness. There you go. I'll have to separate the word crispness mm -hmm. in the air. <laughs> That's actually you know what I mean? I just favorite. love that. Yeah, me too. Yes. That's my favorite season. And I miss it. I miss it being out here all these years and not having that, that just, you know, the leaves were orange and red and mm. golden and, you know, and the air was crisp and you felt so alive. Yes. You do. I, like I said, I love it when you can first feel the change coming. And then it's yeah. like, like our, right now, we had a teaser a couple weeks ago. We actually got 80s. And I'm like, what the freak? Where'd it go? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> then it dropped off the map some. 
terminology for me, behind the veil. Explain the meaning of this for you. For me, behind the veil is is anything <clears throat> that is after life. Okay. So the veil is, in my mind, the very thin piece of fabric that can separate us from what's after. So when I say behind the veil, anything that transpires after you die. Okay. That's just my personal opinion. That's how I see it. Right. And from what I understand, reading your bio, you feel like you have a close connection with that through your family. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. And it seems to be mostly the women in the family. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's on my mom's side. I don't ever remember talking to anybody on my dad's side who really had a connection like that. But uh, on my mom's side, um, I mean, I had conversations with my grandmother. Um, My grandmother told me I knew my great grandmother, but you know, I was seven when she passed. So I don't remember a lot of conversation and she spoke mostly broken English, you know, because she was from Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, But through my grandma, I remember, you know, her telling me things and then things that my great aunts experienced as well, her sisters. So, you know, it's, it just seems to be in the bloodline, I guess, you know, that each generation carries it with them because I mean, I can't remember a time not being like that. You know, and then I can remember with uh, my kids being young, um, things happening to them, you know, when they were really little and they're, they're like that now too. So it just seems to get handed down. Now explain it. What exactly it, do you feel the sensations? uh, Sensations. I've seen things. I've heard things. I've heard conversation. Uh, wow. Our youngest, our youngest, they, they were really in tune to conversation when they were younger. Our, um, <clears throat> and then our eldest daughter is very energy sensitive. You know, wow. I, I can remember times where we could walk into a house and maybe a TV was on in the second story, but there was no sound on oh. and she could feel it, you know, but we've all heard things. Um, there's times in our life where my mom, and we didn't know this until we actually had a conversation, but my mom, me, and uh, my eldest daughter were seeing the same person Mm -hmm. at our own homes, but we didn't know that each one of us was seeing it just happened one day when I was at my mom's house, I'm sitting in the chair that in the dining room and you could see out the front window and I see someone walk to the front door and he had a plaid shirt on and I'm like, Oh, this looks familiar. And I'm waiting for someone to knock and nobody knocked. So I go look, there's nobody there. And I said, ma, someone just walked up to the door with the plaid shirt. And she said, Oh yeah. Yeah. I see him all the time. And I said, you're kidding me. I see him at my house, you know, coming to the front door. So at that particular point in time, my daughter walks in and she had her own place. And she said, Oh, you mean the man in the plaid shirt? I see him too. Mm. so we're not exactly sure because we could never really get a good vision uh, a good look of his face but the only Mm -hmm. thing I could think of and my mom uh, thought of um, is that my step-grandfather who is really the only grandfather that I knew from from my mom's side um, as far as uh, I didn't know my natural grandfather and um, she he always wore plaid shirts 
And we had lost contact with him after my grandma passed away. He had just really gotten withdrawn. And, and um, I said to my mom, I go, I wonder if, if he passed. So I started mm. looking into it. I, I called family, but like I said, that was the family from my grandma's side, not his side. And right. um, I decided to do a search. And so I did the search, you know, and then, you know, you pay for the little thing and then you get the certificate. And yeah, he had, it had been about six months, but he had passed away. Oh, wow. So we're thinking wow. that's who was coming. He was coming to tell us. Now, why he, he <clears throat> only knew Stevie, my oldest daughter, he only knew her from when she was really little. I think the last time he had seen her, she was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe about eight, eight or nine. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. but she saw him too. Wow. My, um, I don't claim to be uh, clairvoyant or anything like that. Um, but when we put in security cameras, <laughs> I started to see, and I'm not, I'm not, I know you're laughing, but I ain't kidding you. I, uh, my cohort in the room, I have sent her stuff and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, go out in there and tell them like stern voice in the name of, you know, Jesus Christ, leave here. If you're not, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, you're not going out with crosses yeah. and whatever else I yeah. can, you know, like, yo, not here, not here, guys, <laughs> not here. I mean, but the cameras would turn and crap. And I'm like, what the beep is going on out there? <laughs> and, um, I mean, this was, this was, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't think it was maybe what, two years ago, maybe. Um, and then recently my father passed and it's, oh, it's sorry. been about, thank you it's it's been a, a month and a half or a little less i you know you the days get lost on me and yeah, i yeah. put i put cameras at my parents house prior to my dad's passing um one because my dad he loved it even with COVID, he's the reason i put cameras all over my house because he they weren't going very much but i wanted them to be able to have access to us you know while we were in all that mm -hmm. lockdown stuff and anyways uh since my father's passing, and I don't see a full entity, it's um, it's a fuzziness, and it's not mm -hmm. always where my father sat, which has happened twice, and our, the cameras capture it. So I have sent it to my mother, and I sent it to her cell phone, which is another story in itself, because she can't operate it very well. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows how to check her picture, so she shows everybody. She goes, look. Look, Louie is sitting right beside me, right there. <laughs> and, uh, yes, but he's not always there. And I've showed her he's not always sitting there. And so it's not it's not like a lighting situation or because I, you know, I'm I'm skeptical on some things, you know, so I'll be yeah. like, maybe this is just my old eyes getting bad on me, you know, but I have used the screen capture and he's not always sitting there. But me, it's just a fuzziness. It's just like a cloud. You know what I mean? Like a white cloud. Yeah. yeah. Right well, above. I don't times... have. Go ahead. No, I was, no, I was just going to say there's been times where I see something and it's not clear. But there were times mm -hmm. where I saw some things that were very clear and times that I saw some things that were very clear that I would have not chosen to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've there been, was a couple I've been times in the middle of the night. I'd be waking up my husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just saw this, and I would see the same the same face. It was a very horrific face, but it was in this one particular house, and I haven't seen it since that house. Oh wow! Yeah.
I don't know. I don't know. Even now, you know, there, of course, for me right now, I'm grasping for anything of my father. So, um, you I know, totally it's a little understand. bit. Yeah. So it's a little bit. Yo, dude. <laughs> you know, Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, after my dad passed, you know, I would, I would smell him or little mm. things would happen. My dad was a, was a, you know, a musician and he, um, so I grew up in a house filled with music and it, it got to be for a while where, you know, certain things that I knew that were, uh, connected to him would mm -hmm. be this, the things that would just come out of the blue, but just out of the blue things that you wouldn't necessarily like, um, walking into my kids always called my dad, Jiminy cricket. They said, Papa was Jiminy cricket. <laughs> and, um, I would walk into the dentist's office and, you know, normally the music you hear is not, is not Disney music in a dentist office. No, and, no. um, I would walk in and I sat down and all of a sudden, when you wish upon a star, Jiminy Cricket seeing it came on the radio, mm. you know, came with this. So, I mean, little <clears throat> things like that. And I, I just notice, and I don't know other people, how they feel, you know, who are sense, I call it being sensitive. I'm not going to label myself mm -hmm. a, anything else because it's really not something that I can just call on. It just happens, you know? Yeah. But, um, I just wonder if they notice too, that I feel that when someone passes away, it's really stronger in the beginning, maybe the first year, maybe the first two mm. years, and then it gets a little less and then a little less. And then, you know, I still have things that my mom more so than my dad, cause my dad's been gone longer. My mom's yeah. been gone for four years. And so it's still somewhat stronger, you know, but yeah. Dad's kind of weaned now. Yeah, it's hard. It so, is hard. so on a little bit of an off topic, and now technically that was on topic because you started writing paranormal based on this emotional sense that went through your family. So we technically were on topic. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on topic, but let, and so getting back to how you write the paranormals and the gist of that, let me talk a little bit about your newest work. Um, the Alex McKenna. Now tell us the inspiration. McKenna, McKenna excuse me. Uh, tell us about the inspiration and the focus behind the series. Um, first of all, with, with Alex, it was, you know, I was already writing Paranormal. And it's not mm -hmm. a conscious, I didn't make a conscious decision. It just happened that the first YA, I just, not, uh, you know, just kind of gravitated towards that. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until like I wrote a couple of books that I realized, oh, I probably do this because it's just, you know, for me, it's just normal. You know what I mean? So right. that's probably right. why it comes out. But um, my grandson is transgender. Mm -hmm. And at the time that I started thinking about it, Alex um, writing something, um, he was younger. He's, he's 13 now. So it's probably been, I want to say he was probably like about six, maybe six mm -hmm. years old. And I said to my daughter, because I was looking at different things and I didn't see anything where the transgender character would be um, the focus not on the transgender. It's on the, mm -hmm. it, it would be on the paranormal or be on whatever the, the, the book is about. And mm -hmm. I talked to my daughter and I said, do you really need that? 
So that's how the character was born. He, he was born for my grandson. Mm. So that when he got a little older, when he was, you know, closer to the YA age, he could have a, a character that he could read about and relate to. But it wasn't so much the transgender journey because, you know, there's things sprinkled in to let the reader kind of know right. this is, you know, but I'm not transgender. So I don't feel that I would be the right person to really get into the emotion of the character. Right. If that makes any you sense. You basically, you. I, from what I understand, you want to normalize it. You don't want it to be a shocker. You want it to be something that, I mean, because everyone doesn't want to be just, oh, there's a, there's this person, she's that, or this one's that, or you know what I'm right. saying? Right. From and what that's I exactly understand, from, Right. So from what I'm understanding, you wanted it, to normalize it. Yeah, I get that. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> and the, because I really don't get get it. I Not the transgender. I don't get other people. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> we, we don't get join it. the band, I mean? join the bandwagon on that. Cause I never understand I mean, anything. <laughs> it just, it just it, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. So I'm like, I don't understand why, why does this have to be something that is such a big deal to you? Right. If, if right. you're not, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So that's what right. I wanted to do. And I just wanted to bring that to the, to the front and into the mainstream of everything. Right. And now, when did you start writing this series? What year was it? Um, I would say it was somewhere around um, 2015, 2016, right around there. I didn't get well, how- a publisher until 2018. I believe I signed. Well, how progressive of you, though? How progressive of you to make want to make that a voice back in 2015? You know what I'm saying? That is very. It's called. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I wouldn't know yet, but yes, I can see that. I can and see actually, that. But how? I'm not even. I'm not even grandma. I'm Minga. That's a name. Minga. <laughs> he, when he was little, and it's stuck. So I'm Minga. Right. Yeah. Well, I take that back. I do have. Um, well, I've I've taken her as my adopted daughter, and I've gotten her her daughter as my granddaughter. So I take that back. So technically, I am grandma to a sense, but I have my own name too, apart from being just nutsy or crazy, <laughs> 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 or the one who talks a lot. I don't know. One of those things. So I understand uh, you made the leap into Audible. Explain to me why this happened for you. Um, actually, it was the publisher. I was with Pirate Oh, House, okay. And um, part of the contract was the audiobooks, um, oh, wow. which is, yeah, which is one of the reasons, I don't know if, if I had said anything to, to you guys or not, but um, in 2022, the company sold. And the, ah. new, the new company, the new owners are, are not doing audio. And it didn't sit right with me because of the fact I still have the fourth book out there and people are waiting mm. for that audio. And so things were, they were going down a little bit different road than, than what <clears throat> I kind of felt comfortable with. And I took a really big risk and I decided to, when the contracts were offered, I decided to um, take my rights back, which mm. was risky because, you know, not the publishers don't usually like to publish other you know, work that has already been out there, but right. I'm with a new publisher right now, uh, creative James Me- media CJM. 
and for two other new books that are not Alex related. And when I did this, I just kind of put a feeler out, you know, and said, <clears throat> would you be interested? And we talked about it and they seem pretty excited. Anyway, they're going to be handling the Alex books. So the nice. Alex books will come out again. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. One second. Cause my timer, there it goes. Okay. Now I stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want it to beep in your ear. I did stop it. Right, we did 20 minutes, but I've got a few more questions. You want to hang in there with me? Sure. Awesome. Okay. So you, you carried up with another publisher, correct? Yes. Yes. So now it'll okay. be coming out. They'll be coming out again, but not all at once. So like the first book will come out this year. And then next year, the two new books that are not related to Alex that they have will come out. And then, um, it goes all the way up to 2026 with the Alex books. Oh, so they'll be cool. reintroduced. Yeah, like a second edition, you know, there'll be new covers. There might be, you know, a few new edits just to put their kind of, you know, dots and uh, cross their T's and, you know, make it a little bit. Well, have a little well bit how exciting. That's kind of it's exciting. Really exciting. It, it, is it makes really you come exciting. out. Yeah. It makes you come out again. I the the whole audible experience is exciting for me. That's what I do in the studio here. Um, so well, I'm I'm still tipping my toes in it. I'm doing my work first before I put myself out there for anybody else. But I've done two books and it's been quite enjoyable so far. So I cannot complain there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's and uh, believe it or not, you know, people when I do signings. I mean, I was kind of surprised myself how many people would come up and they'd be interested and then they'll go, is this in audio? And it, yeah. I felt really good to say, yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> you know, then they I will really be excited. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I don't particularly care to actually read them anymore. I, because my, t I'm so time limited. Um, I have a lot going. I'm not saying professionally or anything. I just have a lot going in my life at the current moment. <laughs> some good, some good, some not so great, you know, but, um, well, n nothing ill willed, you know what I'm saying? Just things that you have to work through thing, you know, things that we're going to do processes. Um, yes, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So without going into any too much of a detail, so, <laughs> um, I find that I like to be hands-free. I like to read a book on my, on my ears, on my phone, you know, put that earbuds in and walk my laps around the pool and get my steps in or have it on speakers while I do some laps in the pool. You know what I'm saying? I like to be able right. to listen to the book while I'm doing something else. Um, so have went to audible as well yeah so yeah, when of, we talk a lot of people are like that oh yeah well and at commute time commute time mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're going to work it's the commute you know what i mean you have something to listen mm -hmm. to in the process of commute something different that we don't you know uh hence podcast <clears throat> <laughs> oh you know what my kids are huge podcast listeners i mean nice all the time yeah they they're especially my oldest um but yeah both of them like podcasts and and they'll t they they tell me all the time mom you gotta listen to this one <laughs> yeah. mom you gotta there, listen to that one you know there are some ner new ones and if you're on hulu and you watch murder in the building that's the premise of that <gasps> one too yes oh i, I hit a button that. oh my yes i, I do martin that. short oh my oh gosh my yes God. yes 
my oh, favorite. <laughs> you know, she's really good with them too, Selena Gomez. Yes, I really yes. Like her with them, they're just the three of them together. Are they just click? They just click, yes. and it's it's just absolutely fantastic. That show, Hi, highly enjoyable. So when we talk about enjoyable and processes to that enjoyment, tell me about your process to your writing. You know, it's funny. My process is basically get up in the morning, <laughs> get my coffee, you know, mosey into my office. And, and basically I just start, you know, it, yeah. it's funny because I don't have like people tell me, you know, I have to do it this way and I have to do it that way. And I'm just not like that. It just like, it just, I sit down, I do it. Um, I start writing and then I may get up and go get breakfast and then come back. And then, you know, it's just, it's just a mm -hmm. very, um, relaxed way. Right. My process. And, um, the only thing I can tell you that that really is if I'm doing research, you know, like like right. I'm doing right now, I'm actually rewriting the original um, novellas that that at the time that the um, publisher I had combined it into a novel because I had written mm -hmm. three novellas. And that was for the first <clears throat> YA paranormal I ever wrote. And mm -hmm. I took a look at them the other day and I'm like, hmm. You know, there's things in there that I don't think would fly right now, you know? And so I decided right. to start rewriting it. And so I've been doing research, a lot of research lately. So that process is basically, you know, just um, sitting at a computer all day and, you know, trying to make sure I get all the facts right. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. I want to, I want to point something out. Um, I like to do research on each guest and something that caught my attention because you are a paranormal author, a YA paranormal. <clears throat> something that caught my interest was The Garden of Two. It's an historical fiction. Tell me about that. Why the change from one thing to the next? What drawed you to that? Okay, so this is kind of funny, but the novellas are the first paranormal YA. But The Garden mm -hmm. of Two is actually my very first novel I ever wrote. I started in children's books. Okay, so I have two uh -huh. children's books out. And I was with Salt of the Earth Press. That's the publisher. And um, I got just got a bug. I got married young. I met my husband mm. at 16. He was turning, he was 20. He was turning 21 in a couple of months. He had no idea I was just 16. Um, mm. I had an Italian father. So, you know. I wasn't going into this man's apartment or anything like that, you know, but we, mm -hmm. we dated. And when I turned 18, we got married. Mm. So it was a very young love and very, um, a lot of emotions when you're a teenager. And I, I just kind of wanted to take that and put it into something because we're still married. We'll be married 43 years in August. We've been together 45 and this this is so close to my mother that I, it kind of creep, kind of creepy because my Aww. mother, my mother was 15 and my father was 18. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause my so dad was going in, my dad was going into Vietnam. So yeah. <gasps> oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And my mother had to use, oh, I think it was an aunt 
an aunt's urine because she had just had a baby or was pregnant. I can't remember. I think it has she had to be she was pregnant, and they used her urine to to say that my mother was in a, a delicate situation <laughs> so that they could get married. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. She will kill I'm me glad... once she hears this podcast, but oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm yes. glad those things have changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But she was, she was, she was 15 when they got married. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to my parents, you know, I, we got engaged <clears throat> when I was 16. He got me the ring and my parents mm. were brilliant. They didn't say, no, you can't get married. No, you can't do this. You know what they said? They reasoned with me. They mm. said with both of us, actually, they said, listen, yeah. You know what? You only got a couple more years and then you're going to graduate. If you mm -hmm. finish high school, right, then yeah. all of that is done. You know, you guys are going to still be together for the next two years. They were brilliant. <clears throat> they, they didn't react. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. like, so that I would do the opposite. They just sat down and reasoned with me. But that's how my parents were. Very Italian, right. very loving, very close, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so the point being is with the Garden of Two, I just wanted something to get all of that out, those emotions from when I was a teenager. And the reason mm -hmm. I said it during World War One is because I have this very, very long time attraction to anything from 1910 to say 1940, but mo mm. mostly, mostly in those years of the 19 teens and early twenties. So that's why I picked world war one. And I, I just went ahead and I wrote Lily, how, how I would feel. And I put lots of Ronnie into Charlie. Ronnie's my husband. Lots of Ronnie into Charlie. And then for the rest, you know, the Garden of Two, it's in Long Island. That's where I'm from, Long Island. Um, and the garden where everything's planted in pairs. It's just something I always kind of envisioned would be really cool. So that's where that came from. Hmm. So I wrote that, Marian. shed it, and then went into paranormal and never looked back. <laughs> right. That is very interesting. It, I, I understand about the first book. I had a first book that sat on a shelf for at least two years. And then I decided to let go of it. So I understand that. You you kind of get your feet wet into the, you submerge yourself into something until you find out what your actual feet are meant to be planted in. So I, I fully understand yeah. that. I really do. So tell yeah, me what's coming next. Go ahead. What? No, I was just going to say, I've had a, I had someone ask me, she loves that book. And, uh, and she has <laughs> asked me if I was going to do more. And I said, no, no. Mm. I, yeah. I found my home, you know, I know, I know what it is that I, I should do. Right. But um, uh, right now, what I'm working on now is I'm re rewriting that one I told you about. I just finished a, another, it's called A Witch's Love, and mm -hmm. it takes place in Long Island, but mm. they, they're originally from Ireland. Oh, okay. And I took the character, very real person by the name of Elizabeth garlic and kind of created fantasy around her so she is the mother of the clan and then it you know it, but we're 500 years later you know because we're in real time and uh -huh. um there's a veil ceremony where um it belonged to the fabric belonged to elizabeth and she created the ceremony that 
every hundred years, the eldest daughter of one of each of the six that are in that family, because they're all representative from her kids, her six daughters, um, they get a portion of the veil sewn into a veil that they design and they get it, they get some of her power and the veil itself just regenerates every, every time they take the pieces off of it, but stuff starts to happen. Um, you know, uh, murder and I shouldn't say murder, but I'll say death and just, um, things that are going to prevent some of the girls from taking part in the ceremony. And then Maeve, who is the lead character and her friends start to investigate to find out what's going on. And then that takes them down the history to 500 years ago and how this all started and what's happening today and why people dying and why are these things happening and who wants to prevent them from getting the power. Mm -hmm. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of sold. <laughs> I'm thinking in your brain you're going, oh my god, this person's just flipped. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually intrigued. No, no, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. I, hand on Bible, I swear, I will swear. Um, thank you so much. When I just finished. Well, oh, you just finished it, really? Yeah, yeah. I should really quick say though, with CGM, I've got. Um, the Darkest Light, which is Angels and Demons, Teenagers, and um, uh, Liminal Space, which is a young adult, well, new adult type, sci-fi. Okay. That's what's coming so out the, of them. Okay, so that's new releases, yes? In 2024, yes. Oh, in 2024. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Awesome. Now, The Witch's Love, is that one coming out in 2024, too? I haven't sent it in. I'm not sure yet what I want to do with uh. it. Ah, see, now you just teased me with something. <laughs> <laughs> I see how you are now. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much, Vicki. Um, I generally find that the most entertaining uh, voices come in, and that's usually when we go over our time. <laughs> um, because those are the most enjoyable conversations. Not that the 20 minutes are horrible or anything like that. I just find that there are a special type of people that make the time go by in such a delight. And you're one of those special people. So thank you for being on tonight. Thank you. And thank you for being the same. Because oh, well, thank you're, you're, this has been so much fun, just being able to have a cup of coffee with you. And ah. I've enjoyed myself immensely. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I try to make it like you're talking to a friend. So you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Be my guest. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're more than welcome. So as as all well, I shouldn't say as always, as I'm trying to undergo, we are doing Amazon deals of the day. Today will be the third one I have done. And I found something very interesting. I am, I'm, I don't know, probably rare to hear, but I am in my 50s. <laughs> and I find that I use this a lot. It is collagen peptides powder supplement for your skin, hairs, and joints. And I'll be honest, I'm not just trying to sell this because I actually take it. I put it in my coffee. I do the vitamins. I, um, I do the lotion. <laughs> you name it. I've done it. And I have seen the difference. Today's deal is it was $29.99 and now it is $18.36. I will have the link and everything. And if you're interested, it is gluten-free. It's keto. It's paleo. It's a 16-ounce canister. You can't beat that, guys. I want to thank you for listening tonight. You've been a delight. 
thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart. Until next time, bye-bye for now.